Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. It's your host, Urban Lee. You can find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can find more information about Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. We are excited about our show tonight. We have Megan O'Connor and Courtney Pear from Valley Hope Foundation. So excited. You guys all know how I feel about Valley Hope. It's my favorite rehab facility in the world. And full disclosure, that's where I got sober. Hi, Megan and Courtney. Thank you guys for joining us. And I think you both have listened to the show before. What we do is we always anchor ourselves in prayer. So I'm going to say a prayer and then we'll start. Father God, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. We thank you most of all for teaching us to depend on you. And Father, empower us to trust you step by step and one day at a time. In Jesus name, amen. Guys, I am super excited to finally get you on the show. And I'm going to introduce Megan O'Connor first. Megan is the executive director of Valley Hope. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Okay. And then next, our good friend, Courtney Pear. Hi, Courtney. Hi. Happy to be here. Okay. And Courtney is also with the Valley Hope Foundation. Can you guys tell us uh, what you guys do at the Valley Hope Foundation? I'll go ahead and start, Irvin. Um, I'm the executive director of Valley Hope Foundation, and my role is to secure gifts and grants to aid the the Valley Hope Association organization as a whole with scholarships for patients and for capital improvements for our treatment centers. Okay. I have a great team that works under me. Uh-huh. Um, the foundation has been an entity of its own since the year 2000. Okay. And um, I have... Uh, Myself and two major gift coordinators okay. who handle our, our major gifts and, and meeting and greeting with donors and prospects around the country. And then we have uh, Courtney Pear, who is our annual fund manager, and she'll explain her role. Okay. And we also have an, an administrative um, assistant to, to keep us all organized. Uh, Courtney, you want to... Talk a little bit about your role and how you help out the Valley Hope Foundation. Sure. So as Megan mentioned, I'm the annual fund manager. Mm -hmm. So my role is to really take care of the annual fundraising tasks we do every year. Um, So that might include mailings, our special events like golf tournaments, um, our reoccurring gift program that gives folks the opportunity to give on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the funds we need each year to be able to provide assistance to our patients in need. Mm-hmm. That, that's awesome. And Valley Hope, the foundation and the rehab center itself are so blessed to have you guys. And I talk about Valley Hope a lot on the show because Without Valley Hope, I I truly don't believe that I would have gotten sober. Uh, We looked at a number of other rehab facilities 
but we felt like we were led by the Lord to go to Valley Hope and, and lo and behold, surely it was the place for me. So if you guys could, I'd like you to talk a little bit about what makes Valley Hope different from some of the other rehabilitation centers that are out there. I'll go ahead and and chime in here, Irvin. Mm -hmm. We have, um, I think a lot of people may or may not understand that, um, you know, there may be, there may be a hundred treatment centers in Texas. And and I don't know what that number might be, but Mm -hmm. um, the majority of those um, treatment centers Um, There was varying um, modes of treatment and Mm -hmm. philosophies of treatment. And Valley Hope is number one, a nonprofit. And you'll find very few, very, very few nonprofit treatment centers. Um, So nonprofit, we still have to keep the lights on. So, um, you know, our patients do pay for treatment and we are, we have lots of contracts with insurance companies and, we do the very best that we can to help patients, uh, regardless of their financial condition. Yes. We also, um, if we can't help them for whatever reason, we'll we'll do the very best we can to refer them to um, a, an organization that might be better suited for them. Um, we we also have chaplains. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, a spirit. I mean, you. People are fun to sometimes ask, well, tell me about the spiritual program at Valley Hope. And the true answer to that question is that it is all spiritual. Um, Every, you know, the grounds of Valley Hope are sacred and, Mm -hmm. um, and it's about our chaplains, but it's about much, much more than that. It's about the way we love our patients until they love themselves. Staying patient centered. Mm-hmm. And treating each individual person as a a person uh, needing some help, not a bad person, yep. but a person with a disease and uh, spiritual sickness being part of that. Mm-hmm. The other um, piece of Valley Hope is in this in this world that we live in now, there are fewer and fewer residential treatment centers. Yes. Um, ins- insurance companies would much rather you do outpatient yes. and go, go home every night and eat your own meals and sleep in your own bed. Um, and um, so with, with that kind of driving force in, in the world, we, we're very, you know, we're lucky that we're one of the few residential treatment centers that are, you know, still operating and still operating after 54 years. Yes. So we have um, medical, which is super important yeah. because our patients, there might be there might be a detox place to go, but it might not be a medically monitored detox area. It might just be what they call a social detox. Mm-hmm. And um, so having having nurses and doctors and people who can keep our patients comfortable while they detox is super important. Those are some of the aspects that are kind of set us apart. I would say those are the, maybe the main, the main points. Would you agree with that, Courtney? I would. Um, In addition, I, Valley Hope is different in that we, we want to be with the patient 
throughout their recovery. Mm -hmm. So not only do we want to help you detox and stabilize and begin that recovery journey, um, we want to go on the walk with you. And that's oftentimes what we hear from patients or alumni when, when they're complete with their treatment is that they feel that they're a part of our family mm -hmm. and, and Valley Hope is home. And, and we want that to be the case. Um, as Megan mentioned, you know, we, we love our patients and we want to and love them until they're ready to love themselves. So um, I think that's also a really important part of our, our services that we, we want to, we want to do this with you. Yes. And I think you hit the nail on the head because when people ask me about my experience at Valley Hope, they always say, well, what do you believe were the driving factors to your sobriety? And Megan, you touched on it earlier. And I was so surprised because honestly, I didn't know what to expect when I got to rehab and when both of my counselors initially were chaplains, it gave me a great sense of peace, even though at that point I didn't truly right. know what I was going to believe. And honestly, I was, I was probably a little mad at God misdirected. <laughs> of course, later I would find out uh, it was, it was really me who, who drove myself into that situation. But having both of my counselors be chaplains was an amazing experience to me. And the other thing I would say that I loved about Valley Hope was the love because quite honestly, there were three things that were missing from my life and it was the love, the faith and the hope. And I had lost all three of those and the people at Valley Hope from the janitors all the way up to the executive director showed me love from day one. They gave me hope. They shared their testimonies and they made me feel like I was not alone and that they had, I had hope. And I just, that was the one thing I know that I was missing the most. And they gave me that. So I would like you, Megan, to talk about the stigma of going to uh, a treatment center and what that looks like because a lot of our callers have fear. They hear 31 days or more in detox and it's, man, they are just overcome by fear and then they become paralyzed and they don't take the steps. So I'd like you to talk about that a little bit. I appreciate the question and I'm going to probably get a little bit personal here, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think um, as a former patient, mm -hmm. as a former full-time counselor, um, I believe that oftentimes really it's baby steps. Mm -hmm. If somebody's, if someone's kind of thinking maybe I'm drinking too much or maybe, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm doing other things I shouldn't be doing and I want to stop, but it's kind of hard. Yeah. What could I do? Put that elephant on the table and, and be willing to have a conversation with someone. That's, that's really where the door begins to open and, and oftentimes it's a matter of, all right, well, let's, let's get you in, let's do an assessment and kind of figure out what, where you're at and what you might need. And there's not a commitment. We just want to have a conversation. And, and that's oftentimes what, what happens at Valley Hope 
is um, that initial conversation basically opens the door for greater conversation and, and greater um, participation in, in higher levels of care. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, um, I think the, um, you know, everybody gets to treatment a different way. You know, yeah. the judge sent me to, tr- not me, but the judge sent someone to treatment and the wife sent someone to treatment and, mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's not really the patient's decision to be there. They're there. We're not a lockdown campus. They can right. leave anytime they want, which is another important aspect of um, treating people with respect and the ability to be responsible for themselves mm-hmm. and to make decisions for themselves. So once we have, you know, um, um, someone, someone may not want to be in treatment themselves, but that little nudge from those little angels on earth right? that at least get that elephant on the table mm-hmm. are the, you know, they truly are angels on earth, I believe. And, and they're all around us. And we yeah. hear it all the time. People say, I didn't want to be here and now I don't want to leave. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, 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 and the other Famous saying we hear all the time, if if I were going to interview a hundred Valley Hope alumni, those individuals would say, Valley Hope saved my life. 99 out of 100 would say those words to us. Mm-hmm. Nine, 99 of them would say that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, a, a lot of times it's, it's the disease is, is a disease of denial. Mm-hmm. And and the walls are pretty thick. So the more that these earth angels can, can uh, help people to break down those, those bricks of that wall, the bet, you know, the, the more likely that person is going to get some help. Yeah. So, and, and that's, so yeah, that's why Al-Anon is important for family members too, because it can help teach a family member some skills that will be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I'm I'm so glad that you brought Alanon up and then we'll let Courtney, do you want to chime in and, and give us add to that and build upon what Megan just said? Yeah, you you mentioned the stigma of addiction and a lot of times I I feel that that keeps the individual from putting putting that elephant on the table mm-hmm. of their addiction feeds on that that piece of having trouble getting to the acceptance of maybe I do have a problem. Mm -hmm. And there are many family members that live in that, that shadow as well of if we put this out on the table that this individual is struggling, what will others think? And I, I feel that that continues to, to move the addiction Mm -hmm. into a dangerous area and, you know, thankfully, I, I think we've made some progress okay. in in the world we live in now of accepting um, addiction as a disease mm-hmm. and really celebrating those folks who have the courage to to make a change and to improve their their life for for both themselves or their their families and their communities. And I think I think we're starting to see a positive change in terms of stigma. Yes, I I would agree with you guys. And 
Megan, if you could talk about one of the things that I hear a lot is there is a stereotype on what an alcoholic or a drug addict should look like. And we all know, the three of us, that that stereotype is not the, the homeless guy under the bridge, that addicts come from all walks of life. If you could touch on that briefly, that'd be great. Oh, you bet. Okay, so I was just up at the treatment center last night, mm -hmm. and I was spending some time with five patients, and these five patients varied in age from 18 to probably 60, mm -hmm. and um, men and women, um, uh, lots of diversity going on with this particular patient group, and we have a... Um, successful oil company man mm -hmm. who is addicted who's addicted to alcohol and marijuana okay we have uh we have uh, a 19 year old gal who's in who's trying to finish or get started in college mm -hmm. and she's addicted to opiates okay um so so the gamut of you know, it, it affects everybody and anybody. And, and yes. just as if you were um, anywhere, anywhere in the world, mm -hmm. if you look at a group of people, that same, a micro, a micro version of that will be found at Valley Hope. Mm -hmm. We've, you know, we treat patients in their, in their seventies and eighties, and we treat patients who are 18. And, and, and those two people are going to learn from each other in treatment. One might be addicted to heroin and one might be addicted to alcohol, but they will they will learn from each other through that experience of spending several days, if not weeks together. Mm -hmm. um, they can see the denial in their co-patients, um, fellow patients. They can see the um, dishonesty. They can see things and then they can start, you know, cross-checking themselves. Right. And and so that that patient group um, is is an important part of therapy. And I'm not sure if I I think I answered your question, but I think I went down a little rabbit hole there too. No, I, I think that you gave our listeners what they truly needed to hear. And Courtney, before we go to the break, I want you to just touch on the importance of the spiritual aspect to recovery. Absolutely. Um, so at Valley Hope, we believe that we treat the entire person mm -hmm. and that spiritual component is a very important part of that, that piece. And if the individual isn't connected to that spiritual place and ready to accept that they are powerless mm -hmm. over their substance, then they truly can't walk down the path in a way where they're set themselves up to be successful. And it's important that we are working that 12 step program with the spiritual peace in play, because mm -hmm. really without it, they're just not set up to be as successful as they could be with that spiritual component. And, and you see that really evident through um, the chaplains on the grounds mm -hmm. through our um, morning chapel sessions. I mean, it, it's 
every piece of what we do throughout the day is in connection with that spiritual piece. Yes. And one of the things that shocked me was the morning chaplain sessions and morning chapel. I, I was in shock, like, whoa, I get to get up in the morning and I get to go and worship and and hear a word from the Lord, which was so inspiring to me to getting connected with him before I started my day. And that's a good place for us to stop. And we'll have more with Megan and Courtney on the other side. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal. And the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. This is your host of From Beer to the Bible, Irvin Lee. You can get the book From Beer to the Bible at FromBeerToTheBible.com. We have Megan and Courtney with us from the Valley Hope Foundation. Guys, it has been a pleasure to have you, and we want you all to close out the show Megan, start by giving the information of where anyone who's suffering can find you guys. And then, Courtney, close out with any thoughts that you guys have for those who are struggling from drug and alcohol addiction. Great. Thanks for the the opportunity to share. All right. Valley Hope is a national organization with treatment centers in seven states, including Texas. Um, For information about admission, our website is valleyhope.org. And for information about how to donate to help a patient um, with the cost of treatment or with any other expenses Valley Hope might be incurring, um, valleyhope.org forward slash donate. And for admission information, uh, the phone number is 1-800-544-5100. Zero one. Okay. Courtney, you want to close this out? Sure. Um, Valley Hope can also be found on social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Valley Hope. And if I can offer any advice to anyone who is struggling right now with addiction, it's, it's never too late. So please um, take that first step and, and make a call to start your journey to recovery. That is excellent. So God bless both of you guys and the wonderful work that you're doing. And we look forward to having you guys back next week. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. So always remember 
the Lord will always forgive you and he will always take you back. No matter what the world says, no matter what the enemy says, Christ is always available to you to bring you home and to cure you of your addiction. And to just close out tonight's show, I want to say, again, this is a platform. This is not about building my brand, but it's about sharing this platform for anyone who has suffered from alcohol and drug addiction and has recovered through the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please, if you have a story to share, a testimony that you would like to share with the world, please go to FromBeerToTheBible.com. That is FromBeerToTheBible.com. And I want to leave you today with the love, I love you, the faith is in Christ Jesus, and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.